Okay. What if I talk like this the whole time? Don't. What if I just talk like this? This is Boy Meets World Fever brought to you by ASMR. I'm just going to do... Boy Meets World ASMR. A little bit of this. You hear this? The pages of this fancy notebook fluttering. You're all tuned in to Boy Meets World Fever After Dark. I don't like that. It makes no, that, it sound like a porno. It does sound really bad. But we're here to help you calm down at the end of your long day or whatever you need. Yeah. We're here for you. We aren't going to assume you had a bad day. Maybe you're at the beginning of your day. We don't know. In which case, we should probably pep you up. Do I? No, don't. Oh. They'll, they'll love it. I don't think metallic sounds are for <laughs> ASMR. Some ice water jingle jangling around. That might be more ASMR. I think it's safe to say I have no idea what ASMR really is. I don't either. <laughs> this has been Boy Meets ASMR. Um, that's terrifying. <laughs> that was awful. you by Kleenex, unless someone real decides to sponsor us. This is Boy Meets World Fever. <laughs> I'm your host, Cameron. I- I'm your other host, Chance. <laughs> Cameron, why are you blubbering? It's just so sad. Is it, though? No, it's stupid. <laughs> is it sad? We'll I was crying about Trevor. Tre- oh, yes, Trevor from the movie. Mm-hmm. The real sad part of this episode um, I, it took me a minute to figure out why we were brought to you by Kleenex. Yeah, that's why. You okay. need Kleenex. I thought For this were, one. I honestly thought you were going to go with like the French Tourism Bureau or something. I thought about it. You know, I got, I reached out to them. They never got back. They never, well, I mean, those Missourians, they can. <laughs> Arkansans. No, no. No, Arkansas, that's different. Yeah. That's Joan of Arc. But she was French. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Really, the Midwest is just France. Pretty much. If there was a France in uh, the United States, it's the Midwest. I don't know why. I just thought Florida, but that doesn't seem right. If France, if a region of the United States was France, Northern California, because the wine. Uh, I, I guess. I guess the wine makes sense. I have no clue. I don't either. I don't, I don't know French people other than stereotypes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just stereotype. Perhaps Louisiana? Because, I mean, that was yeah. French. Maybe. We'll, we'll call it Louisiana. Similar cultural heritage. Yes, exactly. I suppose. Colonization. I don't think we can call colonization cultural heritage, but uh, here we are. Quebec. <laughs> Quebec, Canada. Same thing. <laughs> Canada, America, same continent. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is uh, the episode we're recording to hang a breakup. Yeah. You were crying about it. They sure do. <laughs> they sure do. Uh, I guess we should jump into the episode. Yeah. So we're on episode 312, titled The Grass is Always Greener. Mm-hmm. And it's something. It is. How about you give us a synopsis chance? I mean, a synop. I will synop this episode. Um, Corey and Topanga are in a relationship rut. Eric doesn't do homework. Corey goes to a party on a Monday night. <laughs> And Eric goes to a poker game on a Monday night. Hilarity ensues. Some does. <laughs> Mondays are apparently a very wild time. Uh, yeah, apparently. I'm just saying. Mondays are a very wild That's time. That's when everything happens in Philadelphia. That's how they do it there, I guess. Um, wild Mondays. Yeah, so it's Super Bowl Sunday as we open this episode, apparently. You think, but... Eric says Topanga's been over every Friday night. Like, he says it's a Super Bowl, which makes you think it's Sunday. And then Eric says Topanga's been over every Friday night. But that doesn't necessarily mean it is Friday night. 
It just means... It just seems like a weird way to say it. But the rest of the episode makes you think that it's Sunday. Yes. I feel like Eric just has a really strange comment. But Eric's also dumb. Yeah, maybe Eric's been out on dates every other night, so he doesn't know if she's been over every Sunday Mm -hmm. night. That's true. So, uh, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Yep, so we're in early February. We are, yeah, the first Sunday in February? Second Sunday? It's usually the first Sunday in February. It's one of the two. The first. Okay. It's the first. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so it's Super Bowl Sunday, um, and Corey's watching a romantic chick flick with Topanga and his mom after mm-hmm. apparently buying slacks. Yeah, a very exciting day. Yeah, um, it's a really stupid sounding movie. It's like, take me, Trevor. Yes, take her, Trevor. No, he can't. No, no, I can't. Something about a submarine. <laughs> yeah, no place for women, you know, really strong. And then the... the it's good stuff. Movie apparently ends with the line, I don't need to be alive to love you. And that's the end. <laughs> and Topanga and Amy are just in tears. Yeah, absolutely. They are bawling. Melted over it. Uh, and Corey is asleep. Mm-hmm. Topanga wakes him up and she's like, you're asleep? He's like, no, I'm not. You're drooling. No, I was crying from my mouth. <laughs> crying from my mouth. And I, uh, yeah, and then we find out that Alan is upstairs watching the Super Bowl. Yeah, watching the game, and Corey's like, oh, what's the Super Bowl? Yeah, it's just really strange Shit. to me. Because I feel like growing up, I don't feel like my mom really cared about football, but I feel like the Super Bowl has, like, crossover appeal. Hmm. It's like there's football, but I feel like commercials are a pretty big deal. The halftime show is usually some sort of spectacle mm-hmm. worth watching, maybe. Except when Maroon 5 does it. Sorry, Adam Levine. Still not welcome. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's lots of bad Super Bowl halftime shows. We can all be honest. I guess. That was a particularly bad one. It was particularly Justin Timberlake, also it, not that good. Yeah, that was bad, Justin. That that was his Man of the Woods face. That he's apparently still in? Apparently, I mean, I haven't heard anything of him other than Trolls. Oh, well, yeah, Trolls. The McElroy brothers will help write that ship. Because they were in Trolls, too. <laughs> they made it. Um. Yeah, so... I don't know what to do with this scene. I do not care. I don't know what to do with most of this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, chick flicks are boring. Which, I mean, the one that they're watching does sound awful. Mm-hmm. But like, Titanic? That's a good flick. Yeah, but I feel like they just are kind of playing up to stereotypes here. Yeah. Like, emotions are boring to men, mm-hmm. but interesting to women. I guess so. Which isn't true. <laughs> yeah, it's just not true. Yeah. We'll just call it what it is. Not true. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know. It's a bad opening scene. Uh, Eric comes and he's very funny. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll say he, Eric is very funny in this whole thing, but he's like rescuing Corey from his boringness. And uh, he's like, last week, he, or he was saying like, last Sunday, Topanga and I didn't watch any movies at all. You made jam. <laughs> Yeah, preserves, Eric. <laughs> preserves. Which, making jam is a great date. Like, What's the difference between jam and preserves? So, from what I understand, jelly is basically sugar-flavored with fruit. the fruit. Uh-huh. Um, jam is more of a like 50-50 mix, and preserves is much more like preserving the, the essence of the fruit. The fruit itself. Yeah. Okay. A lot less filler. That's true. Yeah, jelly, because I think jelly, I think like Welch's. And it is like one solid substance. Yeah. It's just like all that almost gelatin. It's just, yeah, it's just consistent all the way through. But jam, it's a little chunkier. Mm-hmm. And then preserves are like all chunk. Yeah, it's it, it's mostly made out of That's the... That's good to know. There is a difference. There is a difference. I feel like preserves would maybe be easier. I have no idea. I've never made any of them. I know that the canning process is way more involved than people think it is. I'm sure. That's, that's We're just I mean. telling the people what they want to know right now. It's true. So that's the difference between preserves and jam. You heard it here first. And... If you're like me, who heard it here first. Learning to make and like keep pres- jam or preserves is a great date. Like, don't disparage it's that. It's like doing an activity together. Yeah. I don't know. And then the there's jam. You could make some biscuits. Also very tricky to make. Uh, they can make some muffins and then put the preserves on the muffins. Which it seems like they were making muffins. They were. So probably going to use that jam on the muffins. And then they do this whole like, oh, me and Topanga are hip and happening. And Topanga yells back, Corey, will you check the muffins? He's like, I'll, I'll put a fork in them. And then Eric grabs the fork. Like, I'm going to put a fork in you if you go near those muffins. Yeah. Um... So yeah, apparently they're really trying to paint Corey as like an old fuddy-duddy. He said, uh, 
when Eric says that, he's like, stop being a Weisenheimer. Who said that? Who said that? <laughs> so we're really trying to paint Corey as an old fuddy-duddy. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I love... It's always funny to me in a show when a character says something and then immediately says, who said that? Like Sarah and I were watching Shit's Creek the other And we have night. to bleep that. And we won't have to. It's the name of something. Um, and... They were like at a party and there was some marijuana. And so they were all like really out of it. And one of the characters is like, says something that's like really insightful. He's usually kind of dumb. He does something like super insightful about your kids. Like you can't really control them or tell them what they have to do. And then he's just like, who said that? (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty funny. It's so funny. Always a funny joke. It's even funnier to me that you've like got that parallel, like, like just loaded in you. Uh That's how I do it. Apparently, just decided. he's been watching some rom coms too. <laughs> just decided that it was time to make a big yawn. I prefer the term rom com to chick flick. Oh yeah, it's a much more satisfying rhyme and much less derogatory. One of my favorite movies is Hitch, and it's definitely a chick flick. I mean, a rom com, a rom com, a chick flick. Though they did, they were not. They were more on the Notebook side. Yes, which is less calm. Yes, more rom. Yeah, definitely more rom. And in my like opinion, rom-com. highly inferior to the funny ones. I mean, there's some great tragic romances. The only one I can think of off the top of my head is Titanic. But Avatar, maybe. Stop <laughs> that. Not really. All of James Cameron's Terminator. Stop that. Um, so yeah, it's I don't know. This whole opening scene doesn't work for me. Eric has got a good energy. Um, he has a good energy throughout. But he's also. Being kind of the worst. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like both Eric and Sean in this episode can't let Corey be happy. Yeah. It's we'll true. get into that more because I had some notes. Well, it, but it's true. Both of them, both of them. Uh, so my, my two picks for MVP are Sean and Eric, but they're also both kind of the worst. <laughs> but nobody else really stands out. <laughs> no. this Maybe Amy in a little bit. <laughs> Amy, Dr. Sorrell. <laughs> We'll talk about it, but <laughs> it's a it's a tangled web. Yeah, this episode weaves so, and not in the way I think it ever intended. No, no. So Eric succeeds in putting some doubt in Corey. So the next day, we're led to believe he runs up to Sean. And he's like, "Tell me all about your weekend, all your dates. Like, tell me everything." How many dates did you have? Oh, not that many. Just six. six. Which I wrote down. How does Sean afford six dates? Dates are expensive. Well, we've seen his dates. It's just kissing. But he has to at least buy her a meal at Chubby's. Maybe he has a deal. Maybe he's related to Chubby. <laughs> Maybe Chubby, Chubby Chubby's lives from, in the trailer park. Maybe Chubby's from the old trailer park. He's got connections. Um, maybe the real Chubby is Uncle... Mike's? Uncle Mike. Uncle Mike's brother. Well... Little I, Chub. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so yeah, Eric's... I mean, Sean in this episode... He's got two leather jackets. He's, like, taking girls on six dates. Sean is not as poor as we think he is. That's very true. Maybe he's just bad with money. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so what's next? I don't even know. Oh, yeah, so Sean and Corey have this talk about how unhappy Corey is with his boring dating life. Mm-hmm. Calls him boring. He's like, I'm no rocket Scientologist, but I can tell something is wrong. Yeah, I'm no rocket Scientologist. And just a classic saying the wrong word, calling something the wrong thing, which is, again, just funny. Yeah. The entire Avengers Infinity War, was that was all the jokes. Just <laughs> calling things the wrong name. It's true. Squidward, Rabbit. Grimace. Grimace. Yeah, you're right. That was pretty much their whole comedy. <laughs> the whole shtick. Of Infinity War. Calling things the wrong name. Um, so yeah, Sean is like, oh no, you doubled with your folks again. Yeah. Only on Friday and Saturday. Yeah. But on Sunday night, it was just me and Topanga at the mall. And people were like, ooh, ow. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what? <laughs> what What do you think they did at the mall? What, yeah. What kind of, what do you think a mall is? Do you think they like went into Spencer's? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> Is that, the, is that the big thing? Like I don't, I don't feel like it was deserving of that. It wasn't. It's not. The mall isn't sultry. Yeah. And then he goes. And again, they're 14. They're, again, yeah, they're 14. They're at the mall. And she bought him slacks. Seems like a fun time. 
Okay. And then apparently they went home and watched the rom-com and had the talk with Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't doubling with the folks because Alan was upstairs. Yes. Watching the Super Bowl, apparently. It's only the Super Bowl. It's only the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, and then Sean is just like, what is the one thing I really know a lot about? This is probably... Or the expert. One thing I'm an expert in. This is probably Corey's best line in the whole episode. Really not anything. <laughs> Really not anything. And then Sean's like, no, I know a lot about love, which is complete bullcrap. Yeah, it's bull. Just like the biggest absolute lie of this entire show is Sean saying that he knows anything about love. It's true. Now, knows a lot about dating. A lot about picking up girls. A lot about living in a little about love. That's a Not even a little bit. Down by the river on the Chattahoochee. Oh, is that Alan Jackson that uh, I was de- quoting? Down okay. by the river on the Chattahoochee. <laughs> learn how to swim and I learn who I was. A lot, a lot about, about living in a little about love. A lot about living in a little about love. Uh, this is the start of Cameron and I's uh, Country Covers <laughs> podcast. Uh, send in your send in um, your requests. Your requests next week. I mean, just this week, Oklahoma had their shining star, Garth Brooks, sing At for Joe Biden. It's true. Uh, it's true. Uh, next week, uh, in honor of that, we'll cover Rodeo by Garth Brooks. Um, after that, Cruise. And send in your requests for our next cover. I'll be doing a soulful rendition of Friends in Low Places. Wait, we can't we can't revisit Wells that fast. We got to do Rodeo first. Okay, what about standing outside the fire? <laughs> I went through a phase when I was in middle school where I was obsessed with that song. But there's one country song that I know every single word to. Oh my gosh, only one? Maybe more. But the one I always think of is Cause the Chicks Dig It. I, I don't even know that one. Oh. So it's the epitome of early bro country. Oh, mm, it's no. But it's, it's something special. I uh, memorize songs very quickly. Um, it's just I'm an audible learner. Things in song form are good. I've always been that way. Um, and my parents grew up uh, basically only listening to country. So pretty much any early George Strait you want. You got it on lock? I got it on lock. I was oh. about to sing Blue Clear Sky. That Don't Impress Me Much by Shania Twain. That don't impress me much. Ow, ow, ow. Man, I feel like a woman. Man, I feel like a woman. Honey, I'm home. Wait, that one goes bum, bum, bum after that too. Bam. Ow! But those are both Shania Twain songs, and they both have a very similar, like, after the time. She knows what she's doing. Uh, uh, yeah. I can do George Strait better than I can do Shania. I mean, I can do those Shania songs, but... Mm-hmm. Ms. Twain. Ms. Twain. Maybe I, some Faith Hill. If you want me to sing pretty much any song from the movie Pure Country, where the sidewalk ends and the road begins, <laughs> you say goodbye. I can, I can do that whole thing. Wow. Start to... Wow, Switch finish. I cross my amazing. Mind. So I'm not a big country fan, though I can I can dig some old George Strait. He's not bad. I think older country is all right. Mm-hmm. Modern country, like your Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan. You say modern, but it's about four years old. The bro country has died in a lot of ways. Mm. I still feel like some of that stuff's coming out. Well, and he does. He did do that like one margarita, two margarita, three margarita shot song that was really bad. Mm-hmm. It was great, <laughs> great year for that to come out. <laughs> yeah, that was really bad. Um, but the thing right now that people hate is boyfriend country. I already hate it. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I don't really either. I'm not. I I don't know that I've heard a song that's boyfriend country. So I don't. We'll look it up and get back to you at next week's episode. No, of, we uh, won't. Absolutely not. There is <laughs> there is a guy right now who's like tearing up country. He's got a song. That doesn't sound very nice. No, like he's got a mullet. He's like a blonde dude with a mullet. Um, he's fairly new, from what I understand, and he's like huge. Hmm. Like critics are loving him. Like. Uh, Morgan Wallen? I have no clue. Something like that? I don't. I'm so sorry for everyone out there that I don't know this better. Um, but apparently he's a big deal. I keep meaning to check him out just because that's what I do when there's a big thing happening in music. I had Cameron listen to Driver's License this week. Didn't care for it. Yeah, let's give a quick review of that because we have so much to talk about in this episode. It felt... What I remember, I remember hearing it on the radio before you'd mentioned it, and I listened to it a little bit, and I turned it, because I feel like there's this trend in modern sort of pop music of saying, not like in a good way, of like too many words to really fit in the melody, mm. and, it's, and it's not really a song. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like, I'm going to 
say these words. I feel like that. What's that one? The end of the day, please. Louis Capaldi. Louis Capaldi. His kind of stuff. It's just like this is this isn't doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel good. I agree. And both of those songs are very much trying to catch a depressing tone. But while Louis Capaldi captures this tone of a dying goat <laughs> who's dying, I don't know. This girl does a I think a pretty good job of capturing like the stereotype of young love and How appropriate. Like, young loss. Better than this episode does. Um, but that being said, I still think it sounds bad. <laughs> like one of the they use the F word at the end of the song like twice, and both times it's so it's very like, Oh, that's cute. Yeah, like, it's so very, like, deer taking their first steps into cursing. Um, I felt the same way with... uh, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, yeah. Because both times it was just so clumsily inserted. Anyway, all I'm saying is, it's a good representation of young love and loss. I have absolutely zero clue how we got to any of this. None whatsoever. (laughs) Well, one margarita, two margarita, three margarita shot. That's why we can't remember. (laughs) Everyone listening, we're doing this episode 100% dry. Yeah, it's true. There's no alcohol. There's, there's, we're not brought to you by Guys, any, I haven't any. even gotten into the Sabrina Carpenter thing, which I don't think he knows about yet. You've told me a little bit. You told uh, me. And that's tangential to what we're doing. But not yet. <laughs> no, not We don't yet. need to worry about that. Um, um, we got there because we said Sean knows nothing about love, and then you quoted Alan Jackson. That's true. And then I started singing Alan Jackson. A lot about living, a little about love. Down by the river on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back in our loop. We're just an Ouroboros snake eating its own tail right now. That may be one of my favorite moments in all of Women's World Fever. Guys, this episode is nothing. It's nothing. It's not, it's not nothing. It's nothing. It's, it perfectly, I say perfectly, encapsulates the overwrought emotion of middle school relationships. Really? Where you're just like, this is the biggest thing, and I'm just like, way, way in further than I actually am. Okay. Way in, way, way, way deeper than I actually am in any reality. And just kind of the emotions that go along with it. And just kind of the way that they address the situation. Mm-hmm. At our age, it's like, this is stupid. And even when we were younger, it's, if we really think about it, we're probably like, this is kind of dumb. Yeah. But that sort of like young relationship of just like, oh, this is... Everything is just over. It's just like overthinking. That's how they are in But but it's just like we're in a rut or we need to do this or do that. And it's like, you're not. (laughs) You're fine. Stop it. Uh, Go to your room. I was very much, I guess we're we're skipping to the end? Question mark? I'll save this comment for later then. Okay. Sean doesn't know Jack about love. (laughs) Neither does Alan Jackson. Um, (laughs) He might know a little bit more. He knows a little bit about love. (laughs) I'm going to start singing. Um, So Sean's like, I got invited to a school dance at Hamilton High. On a Monday. On a Monday night. Which, Which, thinking about it, John Adams and Alexander Hamilton hated each other. Because they use Hamilton High, I feel like, a few times in the future. I feel like that may be kind of the point. point that they're going for. Yeah. They were not friends. You should trust Cameron. He has listened... I've listened to Hamilton a a bunch. (laughs) More than is probably recommended. I've moved on. Whatever gives you joy. Yeah, I'm going to go for it. It's Hadestown right now. Spark the joy. Does this give you joy? Yes, keep it. I'm saying. Um, So anyway, yeah, so they're going to this dance. Cool, whatever. Um, On a Monday. On a Monday. And all of Eric's teachers want papers. Um, It's all kind of... It's all framed very funny. Turner's like, hey, your paper on Mice and Men, where is it? You know, I've been to every pet store in town and I still can't find a copy of the book. (laughs) Did find this book about land turtles, though, which is like, this isn't an excuse. (laughs) He's really just that dumb. He's really just that dumb. Um, Yeah, so he found a book about land turtles. Uh, Eli comes up and he's like, hey, Eric, how's that journalism assignment coming? Or what? (laughs) He's like, you were supposed to watch the evening news well, and analyze journalism. <laughs> journalism. You're supposed to watch the evening news. He's like, yeah, walk with me, talk with me. You want a paper too, don't you? 
And then Feeney comes and he's like, your paper on Joan of Arc. And Eric's like, finally, someone like appreciating what I do. He's like, I don't think Arc meant that she was from Arkansas. It's a theory. <laughs> it's an F. And then Dr. Strell's like, don't even bother coming to chemistry. Blow something up. At home and bring it in. Blow something up at home and bring it in. Um, so Corey and Eric have all the same teachers. I do have to say, yeah. having taken chemistry, you don't have a lot of... Uh, Blow up potential. Blow things when you blow stuff up. Because, really, in, Sean was right in that episode. Chemicals don't explode. <laughs> At least the ones they let you work with in high school chemistry. Did you do the... I mean, we may have asked this in the chemistry episode. I don't know. Did you do the whole, like, turning a penny gold and silver thing? Um, no, but I have done something similar with some students in elementary school. Oh. Because we're talking about particles and like things are made up of particles and there's particles that exist smaller than the eye can see and you take pennies like tarnished pennies and you put them in a solution of vinegar and salt and like the tarnish comes off uh-huh. and it's really what it's doing is removing like a small 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 layer of the copper that's on the outside they have to be older pennies because they're actually copper and then but the cool thing is is you can take iron nails and put them in the solution and when you pull them out the copper particles in the solution attach to the nail so it changes the color of the nail to oh, copper interesting amazing i don't remember how to do it but we did this experiment everyone did it in ninth or tenth grade chemistry where you like put a penny in a solution ran a current through it and it turned it into a gold color oh yeah and alchemy it just was a different color but yeah so same kind of idea um yeah anyway chemistry not blowing things up hardly ever Hardly ever. Maybe sometimes. Even chem labs in college. I feel like there was zero chance of blowing anything up. I took zero chemistry in college. I regretfully took some. Hmm. Didn't really need to in the end. You didn't. I could have taken something easy like anything else. We always wanted to take stage fighting. We never did. How dare you? <laughs> Ow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared to bust out my acting chops. Mm, I'm always prepared. I was prepared to go one margarita, two margarita, three margarita. Shot. shot. <laughs> oh, Luke Bryan, don't come on the show. Does he do Body Like a Back Road? No, that's Sam Hunt, but it's awful too. Yeah, that seems like insulting. <laughs> body Like a Back Road. Da, 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 da. Driving with my eyes Oh, closed. wow, you I know. I know every curve like the back of my hand. Ugh. No, okay. Doing 15 in a 30. Then <laughs> <laughs> I'ma take it slow, just as fast as I can. <laughs> uh, Our fifth graders could write better than he, that. It's true. Oh, it's true. Oh, gosh. Anyway, getting back away from country music. <laughs> no, this, this is where we live now. <laughs> this is a country music podcast now. Um, we're going to get copyright claimed because these songs are so... So beloved. So beloved. You know... <laughs> It, recently, Todd pointed out that the line from Justin Bieber, Heartful of Equity, is a really bad line. I have to agree. It is. It is. <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, I know what equity means. Yeah, well, because he's not saying like his wife loves him so much. She's got a heart full of equity. It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> no, it's bad. Equity's not love. Equity's a different thing. It's like saying, you love me, you have a heart full of vegetable juice. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. I couldn't think of an emotion or uh, yeah. a concept. It's real bad. Um, this has been Music World Fever. Oh. I'm one of your hosts, Luke Bryan. And I'm your other host, Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh gosh, that would be the worst. We'd get a lot of listeners. Yeah. This is going straight to the top, baby. Better watch um, out, office ladies. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. Apparently the most downloaded uh, comedy podcast of the year was one that I've bashed on this very show before. Fake Doctors Real Friends. The mm. Scrubs Rewatch podcast. I thought you were about to say ours. Yeah. It's definitely- <laughs> We've bashed ours before. Well, being as we have sung like five country songs. And we did ASMR at the beginning. <laughs> we did ASMR at the beginning. Um, yeah. We're kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall. Just seeing what sticks. This is very Wendy Energy episode. <laughs> Wendy episode. It also had to do with breaking up. But this is a much better episode than that. It's just... It's just... I don't want to talk about it. There's not a lot to say. Yeah. Um, Eric owes papers. Mm-hmm. Cool. What's the next scene? Um, well, we skipped a little where Corey's going to go with Sean. 
Mm-hmm. But he's like, but I got to break off plans with Topanga. We were going to hang out. On a Monday night. On a Monday night. And then Topanga comes. She says, about hanging out tonight. Like, we're going to have a girls' night. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go do whatever. And he's like, okay. Maybe this is a one-day week. Maybe it's like. It's a short, like, before, let's say before Thanksgiving. But we're, why would there be a one-day week? They're, they're just cashing in on their snow days. In February? In February. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, the almanac says that they're not going to get much more snow this year. I feel like you should really save the parcel those out later. I don't, I don't know why all this is happening on a Monday. I did take special note. Topanga looks great in this scene. Definitely her best outfit of this whole episode. The one at the very end when they're sitting in the classroom is also very good. I didn't really get to see that one very well. But this one was, was very good as well. Yeah. Much better than at the later. Yeah, much better. No spoilers. You've hopefully seen it. Actually, we know most of our listeners. We, know, we have several that we know personally who have not seen the show, but like like us for some reason and still listen. We love you guys, too. You're the real MVPs. You're the real MVP. Uh, I'll sing I Cross My Heart for you sometime. Okay. Uh, I don't know what's happening. So Corey's off the hook. He's going to the party. Is the next scene the kitchen or is the next scene... The next scene is the kitchen. Okay. So they're in, they're in the kitchen and Eric has got a notebook and he's ready to study. <laughs> and his mom's like, you forgot your books? It's like, oh, my books. Must have left him at school. Or either they are on the bus. Eric, you don't take the bus. Well, they're safely in my locker. <laughs> And then he, so he goes to get them, and he's like, Mom, what would I do without you? And then just perfect comedic timing, just drinking her coffee. Reading the paper. Reading the paper, looks into her coffee. Study the kitchen table. <laughs> study the kitchen table. Yeah. Amy's great in this scene. It's all it's she like gets. the only scene she's in other than the crying over the dumb movie at the beginning. Yeah, crying over the dumb movie at the beginning. Um, yeah. Sad emotional movies don't, aren't inherently dumb. This one just sounded really dumb. Which I think was the point. I don't have to be alive to love you is a bad line. <laughs> is it as bad as Heart Full of Equity? I don't know. Uh, what, oh, what is the song? Uh, it's a train song. Hefty bag of... There's a train song where he like compares love to a, hef- a hefty bag full of... I'm room. tracking with you. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. Drive by. That's a bad line, too. Train is just... Were they ever re- really good? I mean, Drops, Drops of Jupiter is a good, good. song. They just kind of went down from there. Yeah, Drops of Jupiter and Hey Soul Sister aren't terrible. I do remember once my dad... I, I was waiting for this story. They like went to see someone sing, and like the, the band that was backing them up, my dad was just like, man, they were just rocking. You'd have thought it was Train back there <laughs> behind them just playing. And so it's like, Train is my dad's like standard idea of what a good rock band is. It's Train. So it's good to know. Good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, Dad. Um, You might be listening. But yeah. (laughs) I don't know how we got here. Uh, What was the bad line? Hefty bag. I gotta look it up. Well, but what was the line in the show that we said was really bad? (laughs) Oh, I I don't have to live to love you. (laughs) Oh, yes. I don't have to be alive to love you. Train. Hefty Hefty bag. bag. What's the lyric? I forget. It's been so long. Lyrics. Genius lyrics. Oh, genius is Command F. Hefty. Hefty. Just a shy guy looking for a two-ply hefty bag to hold my love. When you move me, everything is groovy. They don't like it. Sue me. Love the way you do me. Oh, I swear to you, I'll be there for you. Not a drop by. That was not me playing the music itself. That was 100% me i forget the main singer of trains name but it's cameron now you're like the little filipino boy to his journey that does what a stupid thing (laughs) the lyric yes i'm just looking at it getting angry hefty bag of love just a shy guy looking for a two-ply hefty bag to hold my love (laughs) i gotta look away I gotta get all that off that page. I'm gonna X out of it. It's gonna make me mad again when I look back at it later. Uh, so that, or I don't have to be alive to love you. Hefty bag. Hefty bag is stupider. Now I feel like we should look up the Justin Bieber lyric just to be fair. But we know it. Uh, but I don't remember the context. Of it. Yeah, it's really gonna be fine. No, no. <laughs> Stop it. Heart full of equity. You're an asset. Intentions. 
Stay in the kitchen, cooking up, got your own bread, heart full of equity. You're an asset. Make sure you don't need no mentions. Yeah, these are my only intentions. That doesn't what? make any sense. Can't nobody throw shade on your name in these streets. Triple threat, you're a boss, you obey, you a beast. Okay, this has to stop. This may be stupider than hefty bag of love. Next time I see my wife, you're a triple threat. You're a boss, you obey, you a beast. You do that. Mm. You're my rock, my Colorado. Got that ring just like Toronto. Will you record her making fun of you for me? No, I think you'll feel it all the way from your house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, anyway. I'm sorry, Tara Light, friend of the show. Huge Bieber fever person. Wait, even like modern Bieber? Like Yummy? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think Yummy was... Yummy, wasn't it? Oh, and then the one he did with Sheeran was bad. The one he did with Chance the Rapper was bad. Um, what's that one? Holy? Is that mm-hmm. what that one's called? That was bad. I can get down with some old Bieber. And when he first made his comeback, there was some good stuff. But boy, this has been bad lately. He's in dark times. Not like Sam Hunt, who's always... It's always been bad. <laughs> um, I believe in you, Bieb. Anyway, <laughs> we're, we're so far off the plot at this point. Do we even need to continue? I, I don't know. Uh, the next is the next scene is Turner's living room. Yes, Corey's come. He's way overthinking it. And he's just like, what shirt should I wear? And he holds up this shirt or a shirt. And he's like, but what about this one? And it's like almost exactly the same. Yeah, it's like two plaid shirts that are black and white. One is like more predominantly black and the other's more predominantly white. Mm-hmm. I think one has like a wider stripes. Yeah. The other one has narrower stripes. And, and yeah. Sean's just like, whatever you're wearing is fine. And he's like, no, it's not. It's boring. Whatever I'm wearing is not cutting the Dijon. Yeah, not cutting the Dijon. Um, and then he, he's like, just wear something of mine. What do you want? A hat? A jacket? Um, like a jacket. A jacket. Can't do hats because I'll get hat head. Sometimes, sometimes even not wearing a hat. Sometimes even not wearing a hat. Yeah, and I feel like in this scene, Sean, again, is just like sowing doubts for Corey that something's not okay. Yeah. Like, obviously Topanga's feeling it as well. I guess. Because of what she does. Maybe Trini's given him her Maybe. the same treatment. But it's just like, same thing with TK, same thing with Wendy. Mm-hmm. It's like, Corey's fine i think cory maybe feels a little bit in a rut but instead of like hey you should like address this or anything he's like i don't think you're happy let's go to a dance and you can meet a whole bunch of other girls and that's really what your relationship needs yeah it's just like <laughs> it's the shot in the arm your relationship needs. yeah it's it's not good no it's bad it's i guess technically he doesn't take him to like meet a bunch of other girls that just kind of yeah happens. he just takes him to go have fun uh Another note, this look that Sean's got right now is the best look. When he takes off the coat and he's got the weird vest underneath, not a fan. But when the weird pattern vest is covered up, it, like, looks really good. Yeah, he looks great. Very sharp. Um, They're not putting Sean in really weird clothes, which is not a thing I've ever noticed about the show until now. But, um, but yeah, so they are off to the party. The scene is fine. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's set up. It's exposition. Yeah, and then is the next scene them getting to, uh, or Eric getting I think it's school? Eric getting there. Yeah, so Eric is going to his locker. Apparently he can just get into the school in the middle of the night. Well, there's people there. Sure. Um, yes, so he stumbles upon those four teachers that he needs assignments from playing poker. Yeah, playing poker in Turner's classroom. Not for money. No, just to forget that students are there. Again, why Monday at the night. But why at the school also? Well, why at the school? Why Monday night? It's like, if I want to forget that there are students i'm not going to go to the place where i see all the students yep that's true too and they're playing poker and eric's like i want to play poker too if you let me play poker once i lose i'll go home and study he's like he needs the grades Mm -hmm. that's this episode that's this scene it's done now that's it yep and then we cut to the dance yeah they're getting uh they're getting into the dance uh so they're like can i see your school ids and he says no we go to john adams high Corey says you'll find it under the name sean hunter and then she's just like oh sean hunter yeah oh my yeah sean. and but she's thinking that it's Corey that's sean i really wish this was a visual podcast you could just see so you could do oh, see what oh sean shawnee sean <laughs> for your eyes only chance um that was that was beautiful that was that was great um yeah so sean's got a reputation i guess at hamilton and she thinks Apparently. that Corey's it and so she's like you just go right on in and stamps his hand and you can take your guests too which yeah. was the actual sean yeah uh it's something i was gonna bring up later but this whole idea of like 
reputation making someone attractive is kind of strange to me. Mm-hmm. Like, because throughout this scene and the next scene, like, Corey tells a really bad line to a bunch of girls. And they're like, only Sean Hunter could pull that line off. Mm-hmm. He's like, hi, pretty girls, or something like mm-hmm. that. And it's just like, is that is that real? Does, like, reputation, like, trump everything? Because I thought Sean's was more about, like, looks and charm. Yeah, there's a Sean energy. Yeah. But apparently, energy. the reputation is just enough to... I guess it's about expectations. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you hear all this about Sean, you're like, oh, that's Sean. This is what I can expect. And then, like, your brain is already kind of primed to receive it in a certain way. And so, whatever you get, you kind of fit it into that box. I think is the excuse here. Okay. I feel like at a certain point, you'd be like, this isn't what on earth was anybody thinking. Thinking that Sean Hunter was... Anything if he says, hi, pretty girls, and imitates Fonzie. Yeah, and imitates Fonzie. Those are different girls, though. It's true. But that's seven, eight girls at that point that he's interacted with and just torpedoed it. Yeah, and torpedoed it bad. I don't know. Yeah, it, Sean's like, that. she thinks I'm you. And he's like, so? Be me. <laughs> um, and this, this scene is very funny. Uh-huh. This is maybe my favorite scene in the whole thing, in the whole uh, in the whole episode. Well, the the two interactions with Corey and Sean here, because like he's like, well, why don't you go talk to those girls over there, or as I would say, babes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He goes over and he like pops his collar on his leather jacket, goes up both his thumbs, and goes, "Hey!" And then Sean just pulls him back. He's like, "What are you doing? That wasn't me. That was Fonzie." Yeah. I was being you. That wasn't me. That was Fonty. And then uh, he's like, just do nothing. Relax and be myself. Yeah, relax and be myself. Do nothing. (laughs) So you're saying if I just cross my arms and lean on this table, girls are going to come and ask me to dance? And then he does and they do. (laughs) Yeah, he does and they do. Um, Quick thing I noticed. The clip of Boy Meets World that I've probably used the very most in my entire life is the whole the girls are dancing and then the guys come in and start dancing from a few seasons from now. Um, They are listening to the same song in this scene (laughs) that they are in that scene. It's just ubiquitous. It's this... Um, I feel like the crowd isn't moving in time to the music well they aren't because there's no music when they're recording yeah there's just no music they're just telling them to move I, I said in the episode with nikki that one of my favorite one of my favorite things to do is when there's like a dance on screen to watch everybody else because everyone's doing their own thing everyone's like because yeah. they can't hear what music they're gonna score yeah, it's like. gotta be silent yeah <laughs> so it's it's really funny it's really funny to listen to the generic music and to uh see them just kind of moving and they're doing kind of the will smith in hitch <laughs> dance of just like it's the safest thing you can do uh-huh. it's um, a good dance it's a good dance it's a bad animal man it's a bad animal man <laughs> um i thought you were doing a griffin McElroy. it's a good dance it is a good dance um anyway uh so yeah Corey get, goes off and dances. And then is the next scene Eric again? I think it's back to Eric again. Where he's just like owning them. Yeah. Taking them for all their work. At work. poker. Um, which is nothing because they're not betting. Yeah. Which is like the fun. Like the whole point. Yeah. This is Eli and Sorrel are pretty convinced Eric's cheating. Mm-hmm. And Sorrel is happy about it. Yes. He's like, and once I find out how you're cheating, we'll talk. Yeah. We'll talk. And then that's the end of that scene. He's like, as principal of John Adams High, I order you to tell me how you're cheating. And Feeney's like, you're not the principal, man. It's like, just keep thinking that. Um, just like, what? Yeah. Sorrell, <laughs> is, weird. Sorrell is the worst, but He's just an absolutely terrible person. Sorrell is the worst. I think this is the last time we see him. I hope so. I said that about Jason like 30 times. He does times. quit, though. He does. He does quit. Um, but that's later. Spoiler warning. Well... It's fine. But yeah, so we find out... Is this when we find out like Eric knocks the pretzels down? No, that's... There, there's one more scene. So the next the next scene is when uh, Corey comes up to Sean... French girl? Or he's dancing with the three girls. Uh-huh. So there's, there's one more dance scene, one more um, Eric scene, and then the French girl scene. Okay. So the dance scene is starts with Corey dancing with the three girls... And being like, remember, that is our song. Mm-hmm. And going back over to Sean. and He's just like, I love this. This is great. Yeah. And then Sean's just like, you're not doing anything that you wouldn't do. 
Yeah. And he's like, still, the night is young and so am I or something like that. And Sean's just like, and it's about to get better. I hear that there's a French girl around here from somewhere in Europe. France. Perhaps France. Yes, the yeah. gateway to St. <laughs> Louis. Louis. Um, and he's like, go find her. And he's like, no, I can't. Topanga. And he's like, what? You're just going to go find a French girl and ask her to dance? And Corey's like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That's this whole scene. That being said, the whole like French girl from somewhere in Europe, uh-huh. France, gateway. It's, it's very funny. <laughs> Sean is so funny uh, there. Being um, a terrible friend. Being a terrible but- friend funny and Corey's off to find her and then it cuts back to eric eric and he's still just yeah. winning he's like jack and not I, being I not being nice about it no like feeney's like three aces beat that and he's like oh all i got is two jacks and a ten and, and another jack. jack and another ten uh that was actually that was earlier that was earlier this but time it opens on him saying jack high, jack high and Turner goes, now, Matthews, I'm not saying you're cheating. I'm thinking it real hard. But I'm not saying it. And Feeney says, this is probably the least fun I've ever had. Uh And he's just like, just face it, you guys. You didn't think I could be good at something. Uh Uh-huh. Which is probably true. (laughs) Yeah. And then he knocks over some pretzels, and they're like, ah, Eric, pick those up. And he's like, Like it's just 256 pretzel sticks or whatever. What did you just say? With, you know, 4,000 grains of salt. And it's like, the man's a counter. So I guess Eric's been counting cards, and that's how he's been winning, which doesn't really work in poker. Like, unless they're playing... It doesn't seem like they're playing Blackjack. Well, yeah, and it doesn't seem like they're playing Texas Hold'em, which you can kind of count cards in. Seems like they're just playing poker. Anyway, the the implication here is Eric is good at counting and counting cards. This never comes up again. It's never... I mean, he's never confronted by his math teacher. That's true. I don't know that this school teaches math. Doesn't seem to. (laughs) But that's true. So maybe Eric's great at math. <laughs> he must be. Sure. That's how he gets by. Um, yes, and so, like, Mr. Sorrell is like, I have a... Doctor. Spe- Dr. Sorrell. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. But he's telling him that he has a special trip. To he's taking City. some of his favorite students to a special conference in Atlantic City to study probability and uh, maybe a little Keno. Statistics probability <laughs> and maybe a little Keno. Yeah. And then Feeney's, like, getting on to him. He's like... Mr. Sorrell. He's like, no, Dr. Sorrell. He's like, cut it out. You're not a doctor. <laughs> Which, why is he letting him get away with that? Um, and then he's like, you can't do that with students. You're a teacher. He's like, fine, I quit. Yeah, so you want to go to Atlantic City? Uh-huh. Um, and that's pretty much all of that. Yeah, that's the end of that scene. Eric's just like, I don't know. Uh-huh. Eric's spotlight is now dead. It's yep. just done. It's just it's done. It's done its job. And we get back and Corey is still looking for the French girl. Sean's like, You find her? And he's like, No, but I'm having the best time looking. And he's like, Well, you're in luck, she's over there. I am condensing this a lot. But mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's, he's like, What are we gonna talk about? Cheese. They, they love, love it. it. <laughs> and he's like, Go over there and talk to her. And he's like, as, as the, the French, French say, Viva Las Vegas. And then <laughs> Sean's like, as he walks off, uh, oh, so Elvis was French. Yep. Um, which again, Sean's timing and just his look here of like, just accepting what Cordy said and being like, oh, well, this was strange. It's very funny. Sean is very funny in this episode. Um, maybe a terrible person, but very yes, funny. As we've said, bad person, but funny. And he goes off and there's a guy with a haircut exactly like Sean and Eric's, uh-huh. who is an idiot, just like Sean and Eric, the talking to the French girl. Yes. And he's like, would you like to dance? And he, like, does motions uh-huh. to... And you just hear, we. And you can tell. You can, you tell. can tell when you see her from behind it's at the beginning that it's Topanga. Because um, she turns around and comes face-to-face with Corey. And he's, like, talking to her. And then the, the, the haircut yeah. person is like, hey, man, she can't understand English. And then Topanga responds, like, Corey, you need to, like, calm stop. Down. You need to calm down. He's like, whoa, I just understood French. And then he goes to his friends. And he goes to tell his friends. Like, guess who speaks French? Um, and then they go outside. Mm-hmm. Which, in the French guy's defense, when I was in China, like we were watching this movie with some people from China, and the first part of it was in Chinese, and then cut into it were parts that were in English, but I didn't know that. <laughs> and so I'm like watching in Chinese and there's subtitles, and then suddenly I'm hearing English, and my thought first thought wasn't, oh yes, this is English. My thought was, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm understanding. <laughs> I don't know if that's in his defense or in your detriment. Uh, you know, I'm willing to take it. I'll take it on the nose. <laughs> but that's pretty funny. So I, I'm just saying I've been there. You, you, you've you been in stupid French. Just like, oh my gosh. 
<laughs> and then pretty quickly, I'm like, wait a second. You didn't go and tell your friends? No. That you speak Chinese now? Um, so yeah, the, he runs off. Now they're, they're outside. They're, I guess, in the alleyway or behind the school. Uh-huh. Or, Wherever they walked into the dance. Yeah. And here's where it comes. I hate this scene. And I don't hate it because it's so sad. I don't hate it because, like, they break up. I just hate it because of how contrived it is and how much of a non-entity Topanga has been this entire relationship. Uh-huh. Like, they haven't earned this breakup. They haven't earned, like, this relationship. Topanga wasn't even in, in the last episode. Corey and Sean were going off to meet ski buddies in the mountains. Yeah, Topanga wasn't even there. So how is it we're like... This old, boring couple. That is together every single night. They're all, always together when he just, like, runs off without her. And, like, she's just been such a non-presence this season. She hasn't been in, like, four of the 12 episodes entirely. And, like, like Hometown Hero, she was only barely mm-hmm. in that. And it's just, like... Even in, like, the... Like, Amy and Alan's anniversary. Yeah. She wasn't really in it all that much. No, she... I mean, she looked... Like, none of them did she really have a plot no she has a plot in the missy episode in the i love you episode that's pretty much it right she doesn't have a lot like and and then she gets to say buck up buckers and i have demons which is very funny Mm -hmm. but again this is not really her story being told no it's never it's never Corey and topanga's relationship no or hardly ever or if it is it's Corey and topanga's relationship being tested by something yeah but never like we're never seeing them like in a normal relationship or doing anything yeah this scene is really long it's like too long you shouldn't be who you're who you aren't because i like you and then it's revealed that he's sean and she's like sean and then it's like we're we're in a rut we had to go pretend to be other people well i don't want to break up because people who break up hate each other maybe the people who hate each other took too long to break up and just on you know Uh and they're all like it's been five months there's just no mystery anymore yeah it's like, what? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Or just like middle school, high school relationships just like being super overblown. I'm just like completely unearned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which and, is kind of true just in, in life. Yeah. And I don't know. This whole scene, I was just like, because I was really trying to like view this scene through the eyes of a first time viewer. And like every time I've watched this scene, like in the past, I've done it knowing who Corey and Topanga are. So it's like, oh, it's so sad. It's Corey and Topanga's first breakup. But like taking it episode by episode the way we've been doing and trying to take as little much of a future knowledge into account. Uh-huh. It just, it doesn't hold up. No, it doesn't. Like I, I really, maybe we should have tried to like find some reviews of this episode or something. Maybe I'll do that and read them next week or something. But like... This isn't like a legendary love coming to an end. It's something that was established in episode one, kind of followed up in an episode three, and then he almost cheated on her in an episode. Like like eight or something. And th- that's like the culmination of everything. And it's just like, like here we are. It's like, no, 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 you're not. Yeah. And Topanga has been such a non-entity. She was so much more of an entity in season two than she is in this episode. Or, I mean, in this season. In this season, yeah. And she had so much more personality. And it's 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 a bummer. It's Big a, time. It's a bummer because Topanga's great. Her actress is great. Danielle Fischel, we love you. Come on the show. I mean that sincerely. Yeah, we, we really do. But Big, big time goal. <laughs> but like, I don't know. This episode is just nothing. And... You're, maybe you're right. Maybe they are trying to capture the essence of a middle school relationship. They probably aren't, just judging it by other things that I feel like the writing team has done, mm-hmm. which just doesn't it doesn't really feel like that's what they were trying to do. Yeah. But I think they achieved that, maybe. You think they achieved that goal? Um, and then they like they decide to break up but stay great friends. They go their separate ways. I don't know where either of them are going. Yeah, it's like clearly if they, I mean, they can't drive. So I guess they wouldn't be going to a parking lot. But it's like they go separate ways and they, we wait a beat and then Topanga runs back. It's like, well, what if? And, and she's she like in around. the same place. I don't know why she stopped halfway to Corey. It's like if Corey went that way, you could catch him. Yeah. And it's like, why didn't you just go the rest of the way? Did you expect him to just be waiting around there? You saw him go the other way. I don't understand. Um, but then she leaves and then another beat and then Corey runs up. Same thing. Yeah, like, Topanga, I don't know if we should. And then he just sits down on the bench and looks sad. Yeah. Produced just... by Michael Jacobs. Yeah. I mean, and, and then we cut to a montage. Mm-hmm. It's like our first Corey Topanga relationship-ish montage. Yeah. Which were zero clips from this season. 
Yeah, there wasn't until the very end, and there's like two. There was him, her kissing him after Missy, and then them the kissing. Jacket. Oh yeah, the jean jacket, and then them kissing at the New Year's. But Eve it's party. like most of their stuff was yeah seasons one and two. Like four of the scenes were all from Boy Meets Girl, <laughs> like in season one, and then there was the the like seven minutes in heaven episode that they referenced. Uh huh. There was uh, Corey's alternative friends where they like turned back. Yeah. And see each other. Yeah, there was two from that one. Because um, there was also her dancing in the uh-huh. room. But yeah, it's all her having personality in former seasons. Yeah. And then her kissing. Her kissing him. Corey in this season. So That's where, that's where Topanga's personality is. It's, it's just kissing. Yeah. There's something for Corey to kiss. Um, Shameful. And it's the sad music. And the whole time we're just like... This um, this emotional appeal I, that they are seeking to make right now isn't landing with your two beloved hosts. No. And it... Like, if you watch it in, like, a loop where you keep all of your information about Boy Meets World, it is sadder. Like, when you're barely paying attention or when you're kind of paying attention and it's playing, it's a lot sadder. It's like, ah, oh, these crazy kids. I know they end up making it, but they had to go through so much hardship. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, you know what I mean. It's like, you, you can fool yourself into thinking it's more important. But, like, taking this episode by episode we are, trying to do it in a vacuum as much as we can, it's nothing. Mm-mm. It's nothing. It's not earned. It doesn't make... The premise is flawed. The premise like, is... we're stuck in a rut. There's no mystery. It's like, you've been dating for five months. Yeah. For five months. Five Of dating. Months. No so. mystery. And preserves are good. And <laughs> preserves are good. Um, so yeah, that's the episode. The episode is over now. It can't hurt you anymore. <laughs> what did you What did you end up rating it? I initially gave it a seven because it's just average. Like that's what it is, and I think that's where I'm going to keep it. Um, Eric lifts it a little bit. Sure. Actually, I think this episode, this the episodes of the season. I think I talked about it last week. I said like it's another solid episode. I didn't think this episode was solid. I think Eric and Sean are both very funny in it, but I think they're also both very flawed in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a six. Um, I thought about dropping it down to like a five or five point five, but zoinks, Scoob! Really, what saves it is Viva Las Vegas <laughs> and a French girl from somewhere in Europe. <laughs> yeah, and a French girl somewhere in Europe. I have. Um, excuse me, I have to go to ceramics. 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 Yeah. You mean ceramics? Yeah, the ashtray class. Yeah, yeah, the ashtray class. <laughs> um, yeah, they they saved the episode a little bit. It's just, man, this episode didn't do anything for me. I didn't think it was as solid as the other episodes this season. Um, so um, this was it's like certainly no Rayvon. No, much better dance in that one. You still a little bit <laughs> about your horses. Everybody having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> That was him hitting the, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, booth. the booth for those of you at home who didn't see me. Um, yeah, I definitely watch Ravon over this episode. So <laughs> That's true of most episodes for me. Yeah, Ravon was... It's a, it's a top episode for me. True. Uh, Last Temptation of Corey was also very good. Um, a lot better than I thought, remembered it being. Um, there's some highlight episodes. Um, I wanted to like this episode a lot more, but I didn't. Um, what did you name it? I named it Boy Meets the French Girl. Oh, I did... Boy meets being Sean. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I thought of something with Sean. I like boy meets being Sean. That that is more of the episode. Boy meets being Sean. Um, and now MVP. I said Eric. I think Eric has. I think Sean is funnier overall, but has more bad moments. And I think Eric is the funniest overall. Mm-hmm. Though Amy may deserve it the most. <laughs> Just for. Study the kitchen table. <laughs> Just that one line. Well, that whole her whole comedic timing, that whole thing. She never looks away from her paper. She, and he's like, "I got everything I need to study. Where are your books? <laughs> you don't ride the bus." Yeah, Amy may be the most flawless in this episode. Absolutely flawless. Alan MVP because he's not anywhere near this mess. <laughs> um, we can do Eric. I'm good with Eric. Yeah, let's do Eric. Um, Eric, Sean, and Amy. You're my you're my three possible MVPs. MVP. Um, that's that's the episode. Sorry, there it is. sorry, we weren't the most positive on it. Um, yeah. It just I don't think it stood up to scrutiny. No. And I don't feel like we had a bad time, or just like this show isn't good because I still love it. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just like this doesn't work. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. Like. Like this, this one 
plot point. Mm-hmm. Like this one thing that they're trying to sell us. I'm not buying it. Well, and everything in this episode is so nothing. Like, and then they try to make this this ending thing a big thing. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's pretty much nothing. Yeah. Like, and like even the way they broke up was yeah. nothing. It wasn't like, I can't believe you felt the need to do this. I can't believe you felt the need to do the same thing. It's like, maybe there's something wrong. Maybe we should just take a break. Yeah. Instead of like, well, I still care about you so much. Yeah. It's like, that. This is nothing. What, like, what, what, what are you even talking about? It's true. Um, we did see a lot of If you care about each other, you should talk to each other. Communication is key, not pretending to be somebody else at a dance. Agreed. Country music Country will music. save this world. Uh, uh, tweet at us um, what you think the next country song we should cover is. Um, like I said, I can do Blue Clear Sky by George Strait. I can do All the, all the George Strait by Morning. Uh, we can you do can Standing do, Outside the Fire. You can do fire. the George Straits. I'll do the... I don't know a whole lot. Of, uh, I really just... I'll figure something out. You know what's a great use of a curse word in a song? Rodeo by Garth Brooks. Okay, I'll learn it. <laughs> I'll do the Chris Stapleton, sort of the good modern country. Who is Chris Chris Stapleton, Stapleton is Chef's Kiss. Absolutely amazing. No. Yes. I'm, I'm not I'm, joking. I'm I, I forgot that. about him for a moment. So good. Tennessee Whiskey, amazing song. Is that like Tennessee River? No. Man. No, like that. I'll play it for you later. It's I'm on my a, phone. I don't We're going to listen to it. No, you do. Um, you do. Period. Period. I don't know. P E R I O D T. Period. But yeah, tweet at us what country songs you want us to sing. Um, I don't got the voice for Chris Stapleton. Who am I kidding? Um, we can do Cruise by For Florida Georgia Line. We could. Baby, you a song. You make me want to roll my windows down and, and cruise. cruise. Back row, blowing stop signs through the middle of a little farm town with you. This seems really dangerous. I will say, brand new Chevy with a lift kit would look a hell lot better with you up in it is a great line. Come on. It's, it's legitimately a clever line. <laughs> Yeah. I do have to say the thought of a, driving a truck with a woman and her legs up on the dashboard while you're blowing through stop signs is a recipe for a disaster. <laughs> it's true. You're both going to die. Uh, but he, he does have his Chevy with a lift kick. So she'll fly even further because <laughs> yeah. she's higher up. Or maybe they'll just ramp off of cars. No, we maybe. can only hope. Maybe it's a monster truck. <laughs> I, got, I really hope now. <laughs> So yes, for all your country music needs, thanks for tuning in to Boy Meets Country World Fever. <laughs> country Fever World. We're workshopping it. Boy Meets Country World Fever. Um, anyway, thank you to Dizzy Parker for the use of our theme song. Uh, it's really good. You should check out all of his other work. You can find the full video of the song in the description to the episode and the links from there to all the other wonderful stuff. I don't know if he has any country music, but if you ever want to collab, Dizzy. You got two eager beavers right here. You've heard our country singing chops. You know, we've got the twang. We've got the heart. We've got the roots. <laughs> Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots and ruined your black tie fair. Which is funny because Garth Brooks literally did show up to the inauguration in boots and blue jeans. He did. It's true. People were calling it online a Texas suit. Don't you dare. (laughs) Don't you dare bring Texas into this. They don't have Garth Brooks. We do. That's what people were calling it. People are dumb. It's true. Garth Uh, Brooks is ours. Does he live here? Sure. I did ride in an elevator with him once. It's true, and you didn't even know. I didn't. Garth Brooks looks a lot different in an OSU t-shirt, shorts, tennis shoes, and an OSU hat. Not cowboy hat. No, no. Like a baseball cap. So I also, if you don't know him, Chance is a little hard of sight. It's true. Which doesn't help. It's true. Well, and I grew up with my parents, like I said, listening to mostly country. So, like, Garth Brooks to me is this, like, handsome young man on the cover of these. That's so insulting. What? Saying he's not handsome anymore. Handsome young man. He's a handsome old man. I'm just saying. Like, to me, that's who he was in a cowboy hat and, like, jeans and boots and all that. Mm -hmm. I like to think you did him a real service by <laughs> not knowing who he was and just treating him like a normal human being for once. Sure. I did see him at... I didn't talk to him. Where was he? If you saw him, like, remember me from the elevator? <laughs> remember <laughs> the me? Football game. 
<laughs> I want to say it was Hideaway, but I don't think it was. Anyway, I saw him somewhere eating one time, and I did recognize him. I was like, oh, that's Garth. So There's Garth. Old Garth, come on the show. Good old Garth. We're some Oklahoma boys. Yeah. Trying to make it in this big world. Sing your songs for real. <laughs> Better than we could ever do. Was the last one to show. Was the last one to know. Was the last one I thought you'd be there. I don't remember the whole lyric. Mm. Who's I got friends in, in low places where the whiskey drowns and, and the beer chases my blues away. I'll be okay. <laughs> <sighs> if my kids weren't asleep. Life We'd get really into that one. Because the Oasis is the best line, but you kind of have to shout it. You do. You have to, Oasis. So if we ever do a live show, we're going to close out by singing that song with the whole crowd. Okay. You heard it here first. We're going to do that. We're going to have all those yummy foods. It can be at our New Year's party, brought to you by um, Bishop Cider Bishop Cider Company. In the Bahamas with our special guest, Nikki. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. Be there <laughs> or be dead. Okay. <laughs> anyway. We've said thank you to Dizzy. It's, it's so good to hear from us. Nope. <laughs> so good to have you listening to us. Wait. We have listeners. We have a listener mail? Kind of. We have listener mail. Um, let me get to it. Hold on. I'm glad I remembered. I'm glad you remembered. This is from regular listener Philip Boone, um, who um, was commenting on the episode... Um, uh, where Feeney goes to the Bahamas, and they say George Hamilton Feeney. He brought up, and I think he is absolutely right, they're not talking about Feeney's middle name, they're talking about George Hamilton. Do you know George Hamilton? You've seen him on stuff before. Oh, certainly. All I can think now is George Clinton, which is nothing like uh, what George Hamilton would look like. But he always, like, his thing, I guess, is, like, looking very um, tan. So this guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. George Hamilton, look him up. Uh, he's been a guest star in a thousand things. I don't know much about his like career. Um, Interesting. But he's been in so many things. Uh, Godfather is the one I'm really thinking of. Godfather 2, apparently. I just looked up his filmography. Yes. But anyway, he's saying like, oh, you're really tan like George Hamilton. And I think he's... Exactly right. Exactly right. I don't think that is a middle name. So... Philip Boone on Twitter. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, I know that Philip just started a podcast oh. about sports movies. Um, so go find his Twitter and uh, see what that Check is. Him out. He didn't ask me to plug that, but since he was so nice to make that correction for us. Mm-hmm. Also, we're up to 11 reviews, which the month of January, by the time you're listening to this, is over. <laughs> so we'll see where we end up in real time. Is that 11 new reviews? Four new. Four. 11 new. total. Okay. Still some more than we have. It is. It's more than we had. We're making progress. Uh, we've had a big week of listens. Like, mm-hmm. we've had a lot of downloads in the last week. So. Yeah. So thanks. Uh, if you're a new listener out there. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks. Um, we really appreciate it. We've gotten more listens to this podcast than we ever thought we'd have. Mm-hmm. I like to think it's our country roots. <laughs> really going to win them all over now. Yeah. Or turn them all away. <laughs> um, Time will tell. Tweet anyway. at us if you want me to sing Where the Sidewalk Ends again, or if you don't want me to sing Where the Sidewalk Ends Either again. way, tweet us. Yeah, tweet us. At BG World Fever. Or email us, bgworldfever at gmail.com. Sounds good. Well, that's all I've got. That's all I've got. All right, so from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever. So long, world. So long, world.